following is a presentation of the Michigan Sports Network. Tuesdays on the Huge Show Across Michigan are brought to you by the Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort in Mount Pleasant, Michigan. Book your getaway today at SoaringEagleCasino.com and also download the Eagle Access app. And they now have live sports wagering inside the Ascend Sportsbook and nightclub inside Soaring Eagle in Mount Pleasant. And if you want to get an update and buy tickets to all the great indoor shows, find out about the promotions and the giveaways, go to SoaringEagleCasino.com and download that Eagle Access app. Tuesdays on the Huge Radio Network are presented by the incredible Soren Eagle Casino and Resort in Mount Pleasant, Michigan. What's up, Michigan? It is our number three on a Tuesday statewide broadcast. We are heard on the Michigan Sports Network in 19 incredible affiliates. If you're in northern Michigan, 104.7 FM and AM 1340, the ticket, Charlevoix, Petoskey to the bridge. Uh, we also have AM 1280 in the Alma Mount Pleasant area. Sports Radio 100.9 FM, the MIT, Midland Bay City, Saginaw, Sports Extra 1330 in Flint. You can also hear us on 96.5 The Cave in Adrian in Southeast Michigan. Great radio station. 96.1 The Game, our flagship station. You can hear us in Kalamazoo, Muskegon, and the Grand Rapids metro area. Uh, you have WHTC uh, 99.1. 99.7. 99.7. And you 14.50. Got, yeah, I knew I, you, you heard the pause. Where it was 99.1 or 99.7. You live out there. That's Holland's hometown station. That's where go. I live. Okay, 99.7 <laughs> and, and, and AM 1450 uh, WHTC. Thank you for having my back on that one. Plus other great radio stations. For the one close to you, uh, go to thehugeshow.net. AM 730, the game in Lansing carries us. Tape delayed weeknights at 6. Like I said, all the stations, all the cities, uh, go to thehugeshow.net. Jeff Risden from Lions Wire, Draft Wire, one of our Lions NFL insiders joining us uh, in studio talking about the Lions and a comfortable win last night. Uh, the final score doesn't reflect the dominance uh, of the Lions and right into the bye week, 6-2, and two, uh, home field advantage in the NFC. Uh, Seattle has a tiebreaker, and we know how tiebreakers with Seattle work. <laughs> Back-to-back years, we wouldn't want that to... Yes. Cost the Lions something, right? Yes, we uh, do. Losing at home to them the last two years. But uh, the Niners are struggling minus Debo Samuel. And you have the Eagles who are winning but don't look as dominant as they were last year. So the Lions are in a really good place at 6-2 and two going into the break. They are. And let's, let's rewind to the summer when we were sitting in here talking in August. Would we have accepted six and two with a two game lead in the in the in NFC North? It, absolutely, everybody out there listening everywhere across Michigan would have taken that happily. Like we're six and two, the Vikings are four and four, and they don't have their two best players. Like, yeah, give me that. Look, it it hasn't always been pretty. The other thing is to think about the two losses for Detroit. They lost to Seattle. They lost to Baltimore. Those are two of the three or four best teams in football right now. If you look at the other teams that and their losses, Kansas City, they lost to Detroit. Okay, that that's a good loss. Like Detroit's a good football team. They lost to Denver. Like Den like Denver giving up 70 points, Denver. Denver 
losing to Chicago, Denver. Like, that's a really bad loss. The Lions don't have that on their resume. You know, they're, they're again, Seattle, Seattle looks really good. Baltimore, aside from the fact that they're a very bad X's and O's matchup for Detroit, pretty darn good football team. You look at their losses, one of their losses is directly on John Harbaugh, not understanding how to handle the clock as a veteran NFL head coach, which is baffling to me. And by the way, I got to give credit to the Baltimore media for not backing down on him on that. Like a lot of times when a coach has been there for a long time, this happens in Pittsburgh with Mike Tomlin, where the media will give him unusually long rope when he makes a god-awful mistake, and he does do that from time to time. Nothing. I love Mike Tomlin. I would I would happily take Mike Tomlin as my head coach of my football team if like I was starting a new team. But he's not perfect either. And the Pittsburgh media lets him get away with. Baltimore's media did not let John Harbaugh get away with that one. Um, lost Pittsburgh by the way, so or the Colts, um, where he basically gave them two extra possessions to win the football game at the end of the game by his own clock mismanagement. Like, we complain some about Dan Campbell still learning on the job with his clock management. That's another thing that we I took from last night. End of the first half, the Lions, they're driving down the field, and Troy Aikman is like, I don't know why they're not calling a timeout. Well, they're not calling a timeout because they know they have all their timeouts in their hand. They're not leaving time for the Raiders to, to score if and when the Lions score. I thought Dan Campbell played that very smartly. And the fact that, you know, that they scored when they did and you know, the, the Raiders came out, they took one play and then took a knee and then went into the halftime. Like that's that's growth from Dan Campbell. Again, he's not perfect at, at the clock management. We saw mismanagement with that uh, a couple times early this season. Seattle game included. He's getting better. He's learning. The thing I took from last night is that there were times I was screaming about clock management, that golf had happy feet, but you have three new offensive linemen filling in. I understand the injuries. Yeah. Uh, but then when you step back and you look at the numbers, and because you want – we're to the point now that even though they are 6-2 and two, into this bye week, they'll resume against the Chargers out in Los Angeles, that there's still a side of you that's thinking the worst – when it comes to the Lions. And I think that's just decades, if you're my age, of knowing is this too good to be true. As Chuck Daly said, a pessimist is an optimist with experience. The man knew what he was talking about. I feel really, really good about the Lions. I'm not going to lie and say that I don't, I'm not a little bit concerned that, like, I, I think they're still, like, way too good to not win the division. But am I a little concerned that maybe we're getting an inflated view? Yeah, a little bit. I actually think that the way that they won last night shows that they can win a game where they're not at their best. I mean, obviously the defense was was as good as you're going to get from a Detroit Lions defense. But, you know, they – yeah, I, and, and there's a lot of that. I, I get it when I talk to people when I'm, you know, at the gym and people want to talk Lions or at a volleyball game with my daughter and, you know, people come up and, like, want to talk Lions. And, like, everybody's like – is it okay that I think that they're good? Like, can I get, like, yeah, do it. Like, if not now, when? Uh, when are you ever going to get a chance again where it, everything lines up so well for this team? Uh, and it's a good football team. It's a well-coached football team. It's a well-run, well-managed football team from the top on down. I feel really good about it. I, I can't lie and say that there isn't times where I'm like, oh, my God, <laughs> what's going to happen? What catastrophe is going to happen to make this all go away? But 
No, that's that, that's figments of the imagination. You just you know pour yourself another cup of coffee and move on because I it's, I don't I really don't think it's going to happen. I, I I I'm a big believer in this team. All right, so I mentioned uh, they get back to action November twelfth at the Chargers four oh five Michigan time one one oh five West Coast time. Uh, and then after the Chargers, the schedule, Bears at home, Green Bay at home on Thanksgiving, at New Orleans, squarely place to play, at Chicago, Denver at home, at Minnesota, at Dallas, Minnesota at home. So the magic number that I was talking about yesterday on the Huge Show, I think 13-4. and 14-3 four. and three guarantees you home field advantage in the NFC. Lions are yes. a game behind with the Seahawks, game behind... The Eagles. Yeah. I think 13 and 4 is a realistic number for the Lions. If you say, for the sake of this conversation, with those, the three toughest road games, I'll say, at Dallas, at New Orleans, at the Chargers, if you could find a way to win two of them. And they can. All right. And that gives you yeah. your third loss. And. And that does give you a game to play with. That gives you your your where you're gonna have loss. Where you're you just have, have the a, egg. Yeah, you just have a bad another day. Baltimore day. Yeah, and it, by the way, that happened to Kansas City. They lost to Denver. It happened to San Francisco. They lost to Cleveland. Like that, I, I know the Browns' defense is really good, but that, that's not a good football team, unfortunately. The you know the, there are teams where there, there are just days where you just don't have the A game. Uh, Philadelphia survived against Washington. Uh, not a great, not a game that would would engender enthusiasm amongst Eagles fans for how they won, but they did win. Like there's, and that's that's why I like the the idea of looking at the the, the losses that the team has lost to. And for Detroit, again, it's Baltimore and Seattle. That could be the Super Bowl, folks. Like, <laughs> those are really good football teams. The Lions were very competitive against Seattle. Not at all competitive against Baltimore. I, New Orleans New Orleans is an interesting one because they're probably going to be playing for their division lives at that point, um, depending on what Atlanta and Tampa Bay are doing. But that they're going to need that win a lot more than Detroit does. And I wonder how that's going to play out. I think the Chargers, and if they want to keep pace at all with the with the, the Chiefs, they're going to need to come up with that win. Uh, but again, that, they're they're a very difficult team to trust. Dallas always tough. They're going to need to keep up. That that could be a game where they're playing to be the top wild card or the next wild card, or maybe Philadelphia falters a little bit and they're they're playing that game for the division. So they're the motivation for those games is going to be tough to overcome. And I do worry that they're going to lay an egg against Chicago because they've done it before. Um, Minnesota because they've done it before, even though I don't think that the Vikings are all that much of a threat. They can lock up. Actually, somebody asked me that on Twitter earlier today. When's the earliest that you think is a realistic Thanksgiving time for day, them to lock I it up? I, I'm going to go one week later. But yeah, that's they, they can have the division wrapped up by then. And that's when you start talking about, okay, now we can see what we got in Hendon Hooker as our backup quarterback. That, that's how Patrick Mahomes got. Remember, Patrick Mahomes did not play until his last game of his rookie year. They had Alex Smith going. They won the division that year. They wrapped it up, and they're like, okay, let's see what we got in Mahomes. Yeah, but what if you're playing for home field advantage in the NFC? And, and Then you can't take any games off. That would be, that would be tough. I, I will say there is a difference, though, between – I. this is something that we argue about in the football world a lot. 
is it better to have the bye and get rested up, but also maybe like not be as sharp, and you're going to be playing against a team that just built some momentum by winning a playoff game uh, coming into you? I don't mind getting the three seed. I don't want the two seed. I want one or three. <laughs> Does that make sense? Like I want, I want a host all the way through, or I want to host that first game and get it out of the way while I'm still playing tough. Uh, the second seed is weird because then you might have to go on the road, and then you're also going to be playing a team that comes in with a little bit of momentum. So uh, I, I actually argue about that a lot with the guy that, 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 covers, that covers another team. We, we go back and forth on that. But I, we're still talking about like first-world NFL football team problems. Gee, we have to be the three seed. Like, darn. we got to get a playoff game at home that's against a team that might have a losing record coming in. Uh, in the NFC right now, again, Minnesota is right now the number seven seed, the last playoff spot. They're four and four. Atlanta. Are we scared of Atlanta? Come on. We, we killed them, and they're not better yeah, now the than they is, were then. The key is, I believe, with that crowd, if they could get a home field advantage in the NFC. Yeah. They're a game out right now going into the bye week. If they could and have fresh legs and beat the Chargers in L.A., come back and get the Bears – and Green Bay at home, this team could be sitting at nine and two. Nine and two. Through eleven games going to New Orleans. And, and sounds that, good, doesn't it? And as Chicago. And, and, and we're being very realistic. Like that that's a very realistic outcome. We're we're talking about <laughs> things this year that it goes back to the start of the season by beating Kansas City. We're talking about things that have never been discussed in season with the Lions. God no. Never. No, no. I'm even talking Barry, Calvin, yeah, the, the, the Herman Moore, Lomas Brown, Chris Spielman glory years. Uh, by the way, great job by the Lions to induct Lomas Brown. Uh, Monday Night, Night Football. football. Was, Monday Night Football gave him love. That was great. Buck and Aikman did. That was well he, deserved. He deserves a Lomas. To know Lomas is to love Lomas. I know you have him on all the time. Yeah, he's on every Thursday with Josh Garvey, managing shareholder at Bean Garter, soon to be Dorn Mayhew, and every Thursday... Uh, Lomas breaks down the Lions, and we look ahead uh, to the next game and the rest of the NFL. Just a, he's so great. He is when you hear him on air. He's the same way in person. Oh, Oh, one hundred percent. He he's always got a smile on his face. He's always willing to talk. He'll put his arm on your shoulder when he's talking to you. Um, he remembered my name after meeting me once, like a month later. I'm like, wow, like that's I don't expect that. Like he's he, that's just the kind of guy he, he's got the biggest heart. He also, by the way, has the biggest hands. Have you ever shaken Lomas Lo- Lo- oh, Brown's amazing, hands? Amazing man! It, it's 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 like shaking hands with a banana bunch. Like his <laughs> fingers go up. He, I, I'm not a small you guy. See, you can see him get his hands on opposing <laughs> defensive linemen. Wonderful guy, and you can hear yeah. Lomas on the huge show, courtesy of Dorn Mayhew with Josh Garvey each and every Thursday uh, during the season, all the way through uh, the big game yeah. uh, in February. So. The bye week uh, injuries have been a have been the negative on the Lions. Oh, definitely. Uh, and, you know, starting with week two, I think. So by the time they get to L.A. a week from Sunday, who's back? Who's still on the sidelines in terms of injuries? So Jonah Jackson, Jonah, easy for me to say. Jonah Jackson should be back at left guard. He's dealing with a high ankle sprain. That's an injury where rest is the only way that you get better at it unless you have the weird surgery that Tua did and that all the Georgia players who were getting hurt did. Um, that's something we'll talk about in draft time. But uh, he'll, he should be back. David Montgomery should be back from the, the chest injury. That's a tough one, though, because that bruised cartilage between your ribs, 
Mm. Doesn't sound good. No. Um, and that, that's one of those things where if you get hit just wrong again, uh, and he's a physical runner, he's a guy that's not going to shy away from contact. I worry a little bit about that, but he, he should be back. And then, then we've got the issue of you know dividing up carries between David Montgomery and Jameer Gibbs. I I love the idea of putting them in, in the backfield together. Like this is a Lions team that's a little shy at wide receiver talent depth. Maybe maybe run both those guys together. See what we can do. Halapula uh, Vadi Vitai sat out this past week. Uh, he had a, a flare up of the back injury that made him miss all of last year. That's a little concerning. Nobody ever used to have a back problem. That that one worries me, but uh, let's, let's look at the injured reserve. James Houston can very well be back. People are looking for a pass rusher. You're bringing in a guy that had eight sacks as a rookie last year. They could year. use him. I just was going to bring up Houston. They really yeah. could use him on uh, pass rush downs. Obviously, yes. And, and that's one of the things... They have tried training Jack Campbell in that role, and it didn't go well in Baltimore. And they did a little bit last night, and it didn't go well for him in that role either. So I think getting him back, that that brings you a spark. That brings you freshness. That means that you're rushing him instead of Charles Harris. Like, nothing against Charles. I, I, Charles is a great guy and was had a good game last night, too. Didn't necessarily show on the stat sheet, but I thought he played well. But you're you're going from you know number two pencil to you know laser beam coming off the edge there, that that's an addition that they can get back. You're gonna see. Um, I'm trying to think who else is hurt right now. They don't they don't have a lot. Um, Ragnall be back. back Ragnall right? should be back. He right. so he was. By the way, this injury was not his toe. This was a calf strain on top of the toe. In fact, it was on the other leg. So he missed that. He should be back. He'll be fine. We know he's a warrior. He will play through things. You, you know, you're going to get. Don't know what's what's up with Ashika yet. Uh, he got hurt last night. Not sure on that. But they're they're. Is Marvin Jones healthy. Jr. is that a personal leave or he's just done with the Lions? He is done. Period. Done. Period. He will not be playing football. Again. So it wasn't a personal. It, it, it's per, it's a personal issue. But it wasn't for him. a personal leave. He's just done. right. Yeah, yeah. He has been released. Um, the Lions, by the way, still control his contract. They're paying him while he like the rest of his salary. They did not cut him and say, "Hey, we're that's pretty classy." Yeah, uh, they've learned. <laughs> they learned from that the hard way. They're paying him to to not be part of the team for the rest of the year. Um, I don't know. I legitimately don't know what happened with his family situation, but there's something there, and he just Marvin's also a prideful guy. And he, he he knew. He knew he wasn't getting it done anymore, so I think that just the 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 fact that the Lions didn't need him, I think, allowed him to move on. And that's you know, God bless him. Love Marvin. Hope hope it works out great for him. And I I hope that he is back on the sidelines, cheering for his team like during a playoff game or two or three. And Lions going into the bye week, they'll return to play November twelfth in Los Angeles against the Chargers, six and two. Uh, the NFC North is there for the take and earlier uh, than ever before uh, for the Lions. Could you imagine if it's end of November, first week of December, and you're already guaranteed a playoff spot that is uncharted territory, which has been two key words. When was the last time we were in the playoffs? It's been seven years? What was it 2000? 2016. Was it 16? Yeah. That's going back a ways. When the last playoff game was... 
That was that was not Dallas. No, that was not Dallas. That was Seattle, I believe. New Orleans. Or New Orleans. It was New Orleans. No, no, New Orleans was before Dallas. That's right. That was 2011, 2011, 2012. Yeah. 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 It was 2013 Dallas? 2014 was Dallas. 20, yeah, so the, that, and, was, that was the year we got screwed by the, uh, right. the mythical yeah. picked-up flag. Didn't Sam Martin have like a minus one-yard punt or some crazy... <laughs> The just worst. shank, right? Like at, at the worst oh, time. That was that, yeah. That was that was a terrible confluence of events. We were they, talking they, about that last night at the Dirty Shame, and uh, yeah, I, they're six and two, dude. They're on their way to the playoffs. I mean, realistically, I, I know I said four. What did I say? Fourteen and three before the season began. Uh, I I thought they were a lock to make the playoffs. They look like a lock right now, based on the injuries and the quarterbacks that are left. In the NFC North, the only thing that could derail this season would be the same thing that just happened uh, to the Vikings. Uh, yeah. you, you would lose golf. That would be bad. Although I do think we're in better shape with Teddy Bridgewater. And remember, they drafted Hendon Hooker. They liked him. I don't know when he's going to be made available and active. From what I've heard, he could probably be activated if they needed him right now. So that's that's another little you know ace up their sleeve that they can they can slide out if they need to. Yeah, I'm trying to think. Like Jason Kabinda could come back. They have figured out though, and and I, I do know this came from. They figured out that the fullback is a net loss for them in their offense. That they're better off just not using one. So that that's almost like like I hate to say it about Jason Kabinda because he's he's a he's a great dude and, and the locker room loves him. The offense is better when they don't even try using a fullback because you put another playmaker. Exactly. So, like you said, Gibbs and Montgomery. Put Gibbs and Montgomery back there together. And you're a defense, and you're going, what do we do? Right? Exactly. Because Gibbs can catch the ball to the back. David Montgomery can catch the ball. You saw last night, Jameer Gibbs can run up the middle if you need him to. Not his best role, but he's good at it. But they changed the blocking from uh, the first half. Uh, So, hey, Rizzy. You got a bye week for yourself, a little downtime to hang out with the kids. (laughs) Uh, We'll reconnect after uh, the bye week. You can follow Jeff Risden on Twitter at Jeff R-I-S-D-O-N. Lions Wire and Draft Wire uh, on Facebook and on Twitter and online. Uh, Rizzy and the Hizzy talking Lions in the NFL. Uh, We'll talk here in 10 days or so. Sounds great, man. Good luck to all the uh, volleyball teams that are still playing out their districts, including the Zealand East Chicks and my daughter. All right, well, I give some love to Zealand East and the Chicks, and we don't mean that in any yes. inappropriate C-H-I-X. way. C-H-I-X. C-H-I-X. The Zealand East Chicks. Go Chicks. And look out for Big Lane in the paint. Lane Risden when Zealand East he's, hits the hardcore. He's ready. <laughs> he's ready. All right, we love it. And don't forget about A. Simonson and the Grand Rapids Forest Hills Eastern. Football team taking on Grand Rapids South Christian, the defending D4 state champions, Friday night at Hawk Stadium in Ada. It's also our flagship station's game of the week. 96 won the game and also Fox 17. Uh, high school playoff game of the week here in West Michigan. Well-earned and well-deserved for Coach Swander, my son Ace, and his entire FHE football team. From Grand Rapids to Detroit. This show is huge. 
It's time to go in the huddle with Tim Stout. It's a new day to celebrate and be free. It's a new day full of excitement because it's a new day for winning only at Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort. It's a new day only at SoaringEagleCasino.com. The tough season comes to an end in Spartan Stadium for Michigan State, a noon game this Saturday against Nebraska. And ironically enough, it's the visitors who still have plenty to play for. Nebraska, under first-year coach Matt Rule, has won five of its last six games and is still in the hunt to play in the Big Ten Championship game. The West is wide open, and Nebraska has played so much better as the season has gone along. This figures once again to be a defensive matchup for Michigan State. The Spartans are losing players to injury. They still have quarterback issues trying to decide who to play, when, and where. And what they do off the Minnesota loss this last Saturday, loss number six in a row, well, it'll be a week of trying to answer more questions. Huge here for the Michigan High School Athletic Association. You can stay up to date on the latest from Lansing 24-7 at MHSAA.com. At MHSAA on Twitter and MHSAA on Facebook. The latest news, press releases, and stories connected to every high school in the state of Michigan. Available for you. 24-7 from the Michigan High School Athletic Association. Log on to MHSAA.com, at MHSAA on Twitter, and MHSAA on Facebook. And if you're looking for archive, boys and girls, high school sports, MHSAA.TV. That's MHSAA.TV. 24-7, TV. 24-7, everything you need to know about high school sports in Michigan. Log on to MHSAA.com. Imagine this, a day filled with indulgence, bursting with excitement, and packed with extraordinary moments that build memories to last a lifetime. A day that is unmistakably yours, at the place that is undeniably spectacular. Whether you're winning big, dining lavishly, we're relaxing oh so comfortably. It's your getaway reimagined at Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort. How would you like to win $1,500 in cash from Josh Garvey and his team at Bean Carter Dorn Mayhew Firm? All you have to do is beat my pro football picks and you could be the winner. Get your picks in until early Sunday morning at thehugeshow.net. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network. We are back on the huge show across Michigan and each and every Tuesday through the NBA Finals, former Michigan head coach John Beeline will join us and we'll talk hoops courtesy of our friends at the Soren Eagle Casino and Resort in Mount Pleasant, Michigan. Welcome in, coach. How you doing? Hey, Bill. Great to be here. Great to be here. Basketball season right around the corner. NBA has already started. All right, so uh, you finished up your stint with the Pistons when they had the changeover with Monty Williams and his staff. Uh, looking at the Pistons right now, 2-2 two and two start. Uh, I like what I see. They're still young. Uh, take me back to your time with the Pistons and how you saw players like Cade and Duran developing. Yeah, that's the thing that I, I, I probably mentioned all year long, that I think you'll see this this year. Um, the development that we put the time we put into development over the last two years with uh, with Cade last year with Jalen Duran with 
Killian Hayes, with Jaden Ivey, that last year wasn't about winning as much as it was about developing the team. We tried to win, but developing this team so this year they'd be ready to make that next step. So I'm really excited. I'm watching. I'm watching every box score like I'm a parent way away from his children trying to figure out how it's going going on because I haven't been able to watch uh, but a little bit of one game so far. And um, it's just good to see. I mean, um, we worked really hard. We had a great – I was director of development, but we had a great team with us. And then Coach uh, – just, just just all the coaches, Coach Casey and all the assistant coaches, we just bought into this development and um, didn't see in wins and losses last year. I really have great expectations for this year that we'll see significant progress. I mentioned that they're still, I think, the youngest team in the NBA and some outstanding talent. You know, we mentioned Ivy and even Killian Hayes under Monty Williams. And I know I've been critical of him, uh, but he's been consistent, doing what he needs to do. Scoring isn't put on his shoulders. Take me through some of the other younger names uh, like Killian Hayes and like yeah. Ivy and what you saw off the court. Well, some of the, as, as you know, today's age, where you're coming in at 19 years old, I think is probably the the mean age that most of them come in at. And they're, they're I mean, I can even remember our sophomores uh, and certainly freshmen that were 19, but that they were still sometimes weren't ready to be college players yet. Yet these guys are so are the same age, and we're expecting them to know how to win in a 48 minute game. 48. Many games. You expect to know how to win when Chris Paul is the other opponent guard, you know, or you're going against LeBron, guys with years of experience. So, I, as they worked on this thing, Killian is an elite passer and has really, uh, you know, I don't know. Uh, the summers are huge for the NBA players to get better, but Monty's playing him a lot, so it must he must have made great progress because he certainly got great opportunity last year too. Um, I probably watched Cage shoot twenty thousand shots while he was while while he was recuperating last year, and you know just to get the right art while his he was down with a leg surgery. Um, he is the only thing we could do sometimes is shoot from a chair. Then we got to stand and shoot, and then we got to shoot from all over the place, and just watching his progression of what a worker. I'm just telling you what a worker. And then Jalen Duran, same thing. Jalen comes in. He's 18 when he gets there, 18. And it is amazing because he's got so much talent and watching our staff work with him. And um, that he's just beginning to know what he can do, with, certainly as a player. So, And then Jaden Ivey, I'm telling you what, I got there early to the gym every day. There was no way I got there before Jaden Ivey. Um, he he would get in early. He'd be with his one of his workout coaches. Then we'd take over and direct it in a different way. And Coach Casey would. But what the only thing he asked for at that age, Bill, is a w- workers, and they're all workers. So that usually will breed success. John Beeline is going to join us each and every Tuesday afternoon on the Huge Show across Michigan, presented by our good friends at the Soren Eagle Casino and Resort. In Mount Pleasant, Michigan, Coach uh, will also be featured on the Big Ten Network uh, this year. We'll get to the Big Ten. We'll talk a little bit about Michigan and Michigan State. But from your time with the Pistons, John, 
How far away are they? They're off to a two and two start. Could be uh, three and yeah. one. Had a back to back loss last night, which happens a lot uh, in the NBA. But is it another year? Are they a playoff team this season? Is it two years down the road? What's your projection? Yeah, it, it's hard for me to predict that as well because um, the, everybody is so young. I, I would just like to say I think we're going to see significant improvement in the record. Whether that is good enough to get into the playoffs or not, I'm not sure. But uh, just look at looking at this start, knowing the experience uh, that we gained over the years. Now, one thing we did not gain great experience is, is winning tough games because uh, we lost a lot of those tough games, close ones, too, too many times that were close. And you don't want them to lose their confidence or learn about the little things that make a great difference in winning games. So, you know, it's, it's putting that puzzle together for Monty and his staff is really hard. But I think you'll see growth this year, next year, and then I guess it depends on the rest of the league whether they can make it a playoffs or not. John Beeline, each and every Tuesday on the Huge Show across Michigan, now through uh, the NBA Finals. And John will be featured uh, on the Big Ten Network. So what's your role going to be? And I assume that runs through uh, the Big Ten basketball season, maybe through uh, March Madness and the NCAA tournament. But how do you connect with the Big Ten Network to put that beautiful face on TV? <laughs> well, as you know, once once I uh, sort of retired from coaching there, when I was coaching the Cleveland Cavaliers, um, I ended up the following year doing the Big Ten Network from my home. It was COVID. They set up a studio in my office, and we uh, I did a bunch of things, whether it was V-Line blueprints or I actually did some play, uh, play not play-by-play, play, but uh, commentary analysts for games. So this year we agreed I'd just do studio on Saturdays and Sundays. So I really like that. I'm looking forward to that, Look, watching games all day long, uh, analyzing what went on. Uh, I got so many – so many friends in, in coaching in that league. I mean, I think that all your, everybody that we coached against, I really tried to forge great positive relationships with everyone. So I mean, watching those coaches coach, new coaches that are there now, uh, I think it's going to be exciting. The big league and get more exciting in years to come as well. But um, it, we, we do know that I'll always be rooting for Michigan and knowing that Michigan State's always going to be pretty good too. Yeah, speaking of Michigan, Michigan State, let's end our first conversation uh, with Coach Beeline on the Huge Show each and every Tuesday, presented by the Soren Eagle Casino and Resort in Mount Pleasant, Michigan. Uh, Juwan Howard had the heart medical procedure. They have Phil Martelli on staff, his experience at being a head coach. Uh, what were expectations even before uh, the surgical procedure for? Uh, Coach Howard, and what type of squad do they have this year in Ann Arbor? I, you know, it, I, I'm, I'm hoping that it's this gritty squad that we've had several years where no superstars, just a super, this everybody's superstars in their role, just working at their role over and over again so we can get you know back to the tournament and we can get ourselves right again. The injuries have hurt in the past, but... Um, I, I know with Phil coaching them right now, I know that Juwan's not recovering and saying, oh, my God, the season's lost. I don't have anybody coaching them. Phil Martelli is one of the best. He's been a best friend for years. 
And I am certain that their practices and their attitude is just like it would be if Juwan was there and, uh, or in any big time program, Phil can coach with anybody. So I think this is these, these weeks where Juwan is out. I don't think it's a negative uh, for, for the team because Phil will pick up. And then when Juwan gets back, all right, then we can even be better. So I, uh, I, I'm sure that Phil has got some challenges right now because he's got a bunch of new guys. And, uh, but as I said, if everybody's ready to share the ball and do the right thing and not, not thinking about the future, just thinking about this team, Michigan is their destination. Um, who knows what can happen? Some of the t- times everybody expected our team to be at their worst. They end up really um, becoming really good because of that grittiness and togetherness. John Beeline joining us on the Huge Show. He'll be here each and every Tuesday talking college and NBA uh, hoops. Tom Izzo, Michigan State. Uh, they are loaded. Uh, they have a potential national championship squad. Uh, your thoughts on Izzo, what he's done with his yeah. program and the team he has this year? I mean, it's just absolutely amazing that, that, that since I've been there, they haven't missed the tournament. They haven't missed the tournament in 20 years. 30 years it might be. It's amazing because we still have Big Ten t- teams that, you know, our, I think Northwestern didn't even make the tournament until a few years ago for the first time. So, I mean, it is amazing that they've been able to sustain their excellence at Michigan State. Not every year, obviously, is a Final Four, but he gets the best out of them every day, every time. You know, we had this great rivalry, but Tom and I are great friends because I think because a whole lot of respect. And this is the type of teams he's really at his best with. With Again, they have, certainly have the guys who probably think they're superstars, but um, they're, 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 got, they're superstars, like as I said before, in a role. And he loves coaching those guys, and they're going to be tough to beat for anybody because they have that togetherness that I spoke about, that the, everything they learned from last year and everybody's back. Um, it, there's, that's a good pick to have them so highly rated right now. Although Tom would probably disagree. He wants, he wants to be rated well in March, not necessarily in November. What would be a lesson you've learned, uh, coaching at all levels, uh, through the NBA and your last stop, uh, as an advisor with the Pistons and helping with shooting in terms of building a culture, whether it's been one you built your own or you've watched another coach yeah. build it. What's the most important thing at any level, high school, college, or pro, any sport to building a culture? It's got to be intentional, and it's got to be persistent. You just can't put a bunch of signs up and say, all right, this is who we are. You know, It's got to be something that the coaches just don't – it's not flying by the seat of your pants. Um, there's moments that you'll have that are spontaneous – that are that are great culture building times, like when our plane crashed that time, and we had to go to we had to go down and win the big Big Ten tournament. That was a great culture building time, but it's it's more in what happens all year long, and I think it's more intention and more important now than ever, Bill. That you have to create a family within your team. You know, there's cultures culture can be good or bad. So to create this positive culture, if you don't create it, 
you're going to have a culture and it's probably going to be bad. But have this family atmosphere in this team. I mean, don't just say it. It is so that a young man who has other options, I'm going to go pro or I'm going to transfer, it's easy to leave a team. It's not easy to leave your family. And that's that's what I would emphasize so much right now is just that connecting your players with each other, with the staff, the staff connecting together, because that's what the great teams have. If you, I think back of our team in 18 that went to the Final Four, that we had a big-time coach come to a practice early and say, I don't think you're going to win a game all year. And then we're in the Final Four by the end of the year. I think we also went, I think we might have went to North Carolina that year and got crushed earlier in the year. But it was one that was so connected that everybody played their role. And so, but you have to sell that and you, you, you sell it every day in different ways so that they understand we're going to have a positive culture no matter what happens this season. We'll keep coming out. A great culture, I t- say this in my leadership talks, Bill, a great culture is like an immune system, a great uh, immune system. You get sick a little bit, you have issues here or there, it will push through if you have a great immune system. But if you don't take care of that culture and really work at it, you won't have a great immune system. And when things go wrong, it will break down quickly. Well, uh, you'll break it down, and it won't go wrong. Uh, Now through uh, the NBA Finals in June, John Beeline every Tuesday on The Huge Show. Presented by our friends from the Soren Eagle Casino and Resort of Mount Pleasant. You'll also be able to see John on the Big Ten Network and his commentary on hoops uh, throughout the season, end of this year and into 2024. John, I look forward to our conversations each and every week. Thanks very much, Bill. I, I look forward to it, too. It's good to, I'm not going to flunk retirement this time. No, you won't I'm, flunk I'm, retirement. <laughs> and I'm glad I'm glad you put key letters in that word when you when you said it. Thank you, John. We love you, big man. We'll talk next week. All right. All right. Thanks, Bill. Bye. All right. John Beeline, former head basketball coach at Michigan Pistons, senior advisor. Now on the Big Ten Network, joining us each and every Tuesday. Talking hoops on the huge show presented by the Soren Eagle Casino and Resort in Mount Pleasant, Michigan. Everything huge, 24-7 at thehugeshow.net. Mercantile Bank is committed to delivering financial solutions that empower businesses to achieve their goals. We take time to understand you and what makes your business unique. From commercial and business banking to treasury and HCM tools, our local team is here to help you take your business to the next level. So when you need a financial partner, Merck is here. To learn more, visit us online at MerckBank.com slash business. Member FDIC Equal Housing Lender. Huge here for my friends from Coppercraft Distillery. Now they're a Michigan-based company, and they have a message for anybody 21 and up. You're going to want to get hooked up with this Honolulu Blue, a premium can cocktail. Vodka, blue raspberry lemonade. This special limited edition can cocktail is available at local stores, pubs, and restaurants. And when you're cheering on our favorite pro football team, TDs, tailgates, and more, make sure you grab a Honolulu Blue from Coppercraft Distillery. 
save big on fuel with them perks. Earn points on your Meyer purchases in-store and online. Then use your points to claim a fuel reward and save up to $1 off per gallon of gas at Meyer. Claim your M-Perks fuel rewards in the Meyer app and ID at the pump to save. Plus, earn points for qualifying Meyer Express purchases and look for exclusive Meyer Express offers. Download the Meyer app to sign up or see Meyer.com to learn more. 10 cents to $1 off per gallon based on points earned. Exclusions apply. Not valid in Wisconsin. Max 30 gallons. Huge here for Van Andel Institute Purple Community. Now, they're a grassroots fundraising network powered by the volunteers who support VAI's mission to improve health now and in the future. Learn more at purplecommunity.org. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network. Final segment on this Tuesday broadcast. Thanks to our friends from Soren Eagle for sponsoring our new segment that we do every Tuesday, Conversations with Coach John Beeline. Every Tuesday exclusively here on The Huge Show. On tomorrow's broadcast, John Vanderwall, former major leaguer, will be in studio. We'll talk about the World Series with the Rangers and the D-backs. And Mike Knubel, the former wing, also in studio on the wing start and an update on their top farm affiliate, the Grand Rapids Griffins. All that starts tomorrow at 3 here on the Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network. Big. Bad. Huge.